When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey there, welcome to The Tint. I'm your host, Scott Feldman, and it's time for another foray into the world of aquariums from a slightly different perspective. You know, we're certainly in what is arguably one of the most engaging, educating, and obsession-inducing hobbies there is. And many of us, in fact, have devoted a lifetime to this fishy world that we love so much, and it's kind of cool. Have you ever considered that a surprisingly large part of the aquarium hobby is the pursuit of stuff? The pursuit of the perfect aquascape, the pursuit of the ultimate pleco, the pursuit of the perfectly stable aquarium, the pursuit of that fancy filter or controller or whatever. Pursuit. If anything, it can be anything hobby-related, really, we spend a big part of our time in search of whatever. Now, like most of you have grown up in the aquarium hobby, I've spent a lifetime scouring local fish stores, club meetings, shows, and wholesalers looking for the fishes of my dreams. You know, it's part of the experience of being a real hobbyist. We study, we dream, we ponder, we plan, we search continuously. We share experiences, we learn from each other, we tell stories. And we've all heard this one before, what I call the the, the so-called urban aquarium myth. You know, the reefer that spotted an obscenely rare juvenile centropygy interruptus at Petco, mismarked as a yellow-tailed damselfish for $3. Or the guy who scored the Alonacara has been benchii from the uh, assorted African cichlids, you know, $5 each tank at the local fish store. Or the huge rare Bucephalandra colony, mislabeled as Anubius nana petite. The, the list goes on and on. Stuff like that. Some of it is utter bullshit, let's be honest. Some of it might have a kernel of truth, maybe misinterpreted over time. And some, well, maybe some guy did score a juvenile centropygy interruptus at Petco. Maybe? Stories like these keep many of us lifers in the hobby, moving, talking, and inspiring us in a strange way. They keep us on the hunt. Much like the stories you hear about the winning $250 million lottery ticket bought at the local convenience store... Or the college kid at the laundromat casually spitting lyrics while folding his jeans who gets discovered and signed by Drake or something and becomes the next hip-hop superstar. These kind of tales have motivated countless fish geeks over the years to keep looking, to keep digging in the local fish stores and pet shops around the world, searching for that elusive as yet unappreciated by the masses rarity that is staring everybody right in the face. Much like the bold ichthyologist of a century before, who, braving malaria, insects, predatory reptiles, and revolutionary gun-toting gorillas, search the tiny tributaries of the Amazon, the nameless streams of the Congo, or the stinky peat bogs of Southeast Asia, we relentlessly do our fish searches of the local fish stores and pet shops in our cities. Of course, it's from the air-conditioned comfort of our luxury SUV, with the only real perils we face being traffic, expired parking meters, lack of a convenient ATM, and spilled coffee from our commuter mug. But that doesn't make it any easier or any less fraught with danger in our minds. Nope, it's there. It's real. Now, our embarkation point might be the neighborhood Starbucks, and our hunting ground is that obscure tank in the back corner of the local fish store. Yet that doesn't make the quest any less exciting, any less exotic, or any less alluring to us. Maybe it is in the store somewhere. Perhaps a random fish in a display tank. Or perhaps the new arrivals tank. 
or my personal fave, the any fish in this tank $2 one. You know, the tank that holds the one-offs or the fishes that leap from the bag during a busy day of unpacking new fishes from the wholesaler and simply was placed in the bag in a hurried manner without a positive ID by the local fish store staff member who, you know, had 38 boxes of fish to unload that day. So who checks, right? It happens. So we continue. We strategize, we dedicate, we persevere, we search. We're on the hunt. Now, we're certainly not looking to beat the system. At least none of us would confess to this. But we are often looking for that one fish that stands out somehow. It might be one that you just happen to read about in a magazine or an online blog. Or perhaps it's simply one that you have never kept before, which just hasn't been available for a while. The one you've been trying to find for the last four years. Just rare, but maybe unexciting to most. But not to you, the obsessed hunter. Or maybe it's a rather sad, unrecognizable specimen of a rare and ultimately beautiful fish that just needs a nice tank and a little TLC to shine. Or it's that ugly duckling juvenile of a fish that you know blossoms as an adult. Maybe it's the regional variation of a more common species that only the most dedicated enthusiast, you, would recognize and appreciate. Often it's a fish that was brought in as bycatch in a shipment of you know mixed rasbora or whatever. It just sort of slipped through the cracks of the importer, the wholesaler, and now the store. They didn't know what they were looking at. But to you, the dedicated, educated, patient Indiana Jones of the fish stores, it's a true score, the one you've been waiting for. The one that, for whatever reason, haunts your dreams, sparks your obsessions. And of course, you know how it feels to score something like that, right? You experience a mixture of emotions, excitement, elation, guilt, especially if it's fish you feel should cost more. After you're discovering a tank full of other fishes, you compose yourself and you disguise all overt symptoms of euphoria, then nonchalantly ask the local fish store employee to grab it from the tank and bag it up for you. You know, can you just snag me that little gray one that's hiding in the sword plant? All the while pretending to stifle a yawn as if indifferent to the whole thing. With your heart pounding, you still even go so far as to casually add a can of flake food to your purchase, you know, just to sort of serve as a distraction for the guy at the counter, lest he figure out your score and, 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 you know, unravel your dastardly plan. And of course, inside your head, all that you're thinking right now is, please don't let my buddies from the local fish store show up. You know, the one, they'll be the first ones to say, wow, $12.99? Isn't that a L90 Pleco? How much are you paying for that? That's like a $90 fish. You didn't get that from the assorted catfish tank, did you? That must have been a mistake. They totally screwed up. You scored, man. No, no, no. It's not the sort of thing you want to hear, right? And in all likelihood, the local fish store employee is thinking to him or herself behind the counter, oh my God, this guy has such shitty taste in fishes. I can't believe he bought the ugliest damn fish in the tank and paid $12.99 for it. Hell, I would have just given it to him. No one would ever buy that thing, right? Well, you've convinced yourself that you've dodged the bullet this time. Then comes the most nerve-wracking part of your whole adventure, the getaway. You found the aquatic equivalent of a real Louis Vuitton wallet in a sea of fakes, and you're getting away with it. The one genuine diamond in a pile of cubic zirconia. Tensions are high. It's all about composure at this point. Don't blow it. You've come this far. Out the door you go, trying to walk as slowly as possible to your car without gesturing, excessively smiling, or behaving in any other manner that would betray your emotions. A good day. A very good day, indeed. You rush home with your newfound acquisition, all the while praying to yourself that you're not somehow being followed by the local fish store manager who suddenly realized his or her employee's mistake. Like a spy evading her pursuers, you even ferry route back home, going way out of the way, just in case there is somebody from the local fish store tailing you. And you won't visit that store again for a month or more. You're going to vanish. You've watched all the Bourne movies. 
After you get home and get your prize acclimated, you race online and confirm what you already knew. You were right. It was that one. That was the score. At that point, odd mixtures of elation, guilt, and contentment fills your mind. Later that night, you toast yourself with a glass of your favorite wine and you sigh happily. I venture to guess what we've all had that guilty pleasure, or some variation of it, before. And it comes with this, this moral quandary. The exhilaration dashed with just a tinge of guilt at having beaten the system. Of course, you rationalize that it's better that the fish ends up in the hands of the person best suited for its care, you, than some other unknown, inexperienced guy. You're the aquarist who truly appreciates the subtle beauty, scarcity, and elusiveness of this fish. And you have had a real run of bad luck lately with all those headstanders jumping out of your tank or that batch of a pistol fry that died in week number eight. So you do, right? The aquarium gods owe you one, perhaps? <laughs> Maybe. Yet for many of us, there's still a little biting guilt, right? It's the price we pay for scoring, even if the guilt is only in our own mind, which it usually is. <laughs> the realities of the urban aquarium myth, right? So time for your confession. Who among you has had such a score? What did you score? And how did things work out? Did you feel any guilt? Confess your guilt, if any, and feel better about it, maybe. But never give up the pursuit, the hunt. Stay alert. Stay diligent. Stay observant. Stay patient. Stay undaunted. And always stay wet. Until next time, this is Scott Feldman from Tannin Aquatics. Thanks very much for your support of this blog, and we appreciate all that you've done to grow the interest in the uh, blackwater and botanical style aquarium world. There's so much more to do, and it's really fun to do it with you. So thanks again, and I look forward to seeing you on the next installment of The Tint.